Hey guys, it's Ed, and I'm coming to you from quarantine here in Detroit. And, okay, so, this week we lost Naya Rivera in a tragedy. Um, she accidentally drowned. But the mainstream media has latched onto this idea of a glee curse. Now, this is this is not the first show um, that's allegedly had one, or even the first form of entertainment. Um, Poltergeist um, allegedly was cursed. Um, there's been several TV shows um, that have that people have said are cursed, and they kind of made me think, like, what exactly? is a curse. Like, what makes something cursed as opposed to, um, just senseless tragedies? And the main thing that I've noticed is that, uh, when something is called cursed, uh, there seems to be a bit of, um, a bit of a trend. Every few years or so, something happens where to a star or um, someone who worked on the flick or the, the project. Um, in Glee's case, so far, uh, there's been four of its stars who have experienced some sort of negativity stemming from um, being on that project. And... You know, it's... It's one of the things, and... As I was discussing this with Will... Um, he pointed out... That it does seem to be getting more severe. Um, as... With each... Um, tragedy... With each tragedy that befalls... Um, a cast member. Um, there's one where I think it's a little bit iffy, but for the most part, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow it because I think it's a really fair point. And I do want to also point out um, that the other part of this is it's not always. Um, bad. Um, uh, of course, the curse is always bad, but it's not just negative things that have come from Glee. Uh, one of the things that we're um, one of the things that we're going to talk about is uh, Melissa Bensat um, and Blake Jenner. They they met on the set of Glee, fell in love, um, and. Eventually, uh, eventually, that led to a divorce. Um, but then you have Darren Chris, who uh, it's, who started on Glee for most of its run, and went on to become an Emmy winner, and probably one of the most acclaimed actors around, um, at least in terms of TV. <laughs> 
let's let's not go crazy with calling him like an Oscar caliber actor yet. Um, but you know what I mean. Like there has been some good um, Chris Colfer who was uh, arguably the male lead <clears throat> of the series in the Beating Heart for sure. Uh, has transitioned to a writing career in which he has flourished. Um, he's very well acclaimed. Uh, his books sell very well. Uh, and just overall, he he seems to be enjoying his life. Um, I don't know if he plans on returning um, to acting. It seemed more like he was... It always seemed to me like he was more interested in the creative part of it. Um, but let's get into the Glee curse a little bit and really examine what's happening with these people. I'm going to take a small break and I'm going to come back and we're going to talk about Cory Monteith. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, let's talk about Cory Monteith. <clears throat> We've talked um, at length about his relationship with Leah Michelle. Uh, so, we're not going to get too deep into it. Um, but for our newer listeners, I just want to do a really quick... Um, overview. Um, most of us know that Corey Monteith and Leah Michelle were considered the two stars of the of Glee. Um, as ratings started to hit, um, hit a bit of a rocky period, they decided uh, that by they I mean executives at Fox and. Um, producers of Glee to give us a showmance. Basically, they put Leah Michelle and Corey Monteith out there and presented them as a couple. Now, I think a lot of people realize that they actually were very good friends. Um, they cared a lot about each other. But uh, there was no romantic interest. Uh, and at any given time, depending on what gossip blog you were reading or um, the mood of the writer, Corey was either gay, bi, um, shacked up with a secret girlfriend, or asexual. Um, and the one constant was Leah was a raving bitch. Like, seriously, go read any gossip item about her, and they're all the same. That she was just atrocious to work with, and people hated her. It's almost comical how much people hated Leah Michelle. <laughs> and, you know, honestly, I liked her, but this isn't about her. Um, so, it was 
it was known, um, I'm not sure how widely, but it was known that um, Corey had some issues with addiction. And on July 13th, 2013, he was on hiatus from Glee. Um, They were just about to go back um, and start rehearsing some of the songs for the season premiere. Corey overdosed. And this left everybody shook up. Uh, Ryan Murphy had to scrap entire storylines for the upcoming, I believe it was the upcoming fifth season of the show. Um, He had to kind of start to work around and figure out what he was going to do um, with the character of Finn. And, um, frankly, what he had to do with, what he was going to do with the character of Rachel. Leah Michelle's character. Um, Leah Michelle gave interviews, breathless interviews, talking about how Corey was her person and she loved him very much. And I don't doubt that. I really, truly don't doubt that at all. I, in my heart of hearts, I believe she she did love him as her friend. Um, and to that end, she and Ryan Murphy worked together and came up with the episode of Glee called The Quarterback, in which they all pay tribute to Corey Monteith, um, by mourning the character of Finn. They never explain how Finn died. And there are a lot of series that Ryan Murphy did it. Um, initially, he had Finn overdose. But was a little bit worried that it didn't fit the character. And that people would have assumed that they just did it that way. Because that's how Corey died. Um, Ryan Murphy has refuted this on several occasions and said that they just, they didn't know how, um, to explain his death, so they just killed him and left it at that. So, um, that was the first taste of tragedy with the Glee cast. Coming up next, we're going to talk about Mark Sailing. I'll be right back. And I'm back. And the Mark Sailing um, story is a little bit complicated. So we're going to walk through it. And 100% honesty here, I am going to be mentioning a conspiracy theory. Um, we're not going to go into details. Um, if... If we decide to explore, if we decide to explore that story, um, we'll do it in a celebrity, uh, a celebrity conspiracy episode, um, <clears throat> which Will and I are working on 
putting another one together because you guys love the first one so much. So, alright. With that said and out of the way, Mark Sailing was cast as the bad boy. Um, and look, I'm going to be honest, there are some rumors as to why he was cast in that role. Um, a lot of people believe that he slept with one of the producers, possibly Ryan Murphy himself, although that's not proven. Um, and the source on that is very tenuous at best. Um, but he kind of took that uh, persona to heart. And he did some did some really bad things um off screen. He was arrested for possession of child pornography, um, among some other charges along the same lines as child pornography. I don't remember there being any insinuation that he um, abused or hurt a child. Um, But I think we can all agree that viewing child porn is basically that. Um, You know, you're, you're hurting a child. Or a child was hurt for your deviant um, sexual pleasure. Um, oh, I just got grossed out thinking about that. All right. So he was arrested. And initially, he pled not guilty. But... He then decided to take a plea deal uh, to avoid an embarrassing trial. Um, He wanted to spare his parents um, the embarrassment of him going to trial for this. And frankly, I think he knew his goose was cooked. Um, he, He ended up taking a plea deal. And this is a this is where we head into a little bit of the conspiracy theory. He was about to name names. One of the conditions of his plea deal was that he tell prosecutors where where he got the porn from, and um, who else might have it. A day before he was due to be sentenced and hand over that list of names, Mark Sealing committed suicide. Or, if you are a conspiracy theorist, he was suicided. Um, those big names decided to take him out before he could reveal who they were slash are 
adding a little bit of weight to this uh, um, theory is the fact that even the medical examiner said it would have been almost impossible for Mark to have hung himself. Um, And have the um, have the tree branch from which he was found not break. In fact, um, everyone found that a little strange that this man who weighed almost 200 pounds didn't break this tree branch, which seemed um, very fragile. Still, the medical examiner ruled it a suicide. And um, it was left there. As I said before, um, I promised Will that I wouldn't go too far into the conspiracy of this. um, Because I do think that it is much more well-suited to a, a celebrity conspiracy episode. But, I'm going to take a break right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about Melissa Bensat and Blake Jenner. I'll be right back. And I am back. So, before Melissa Bensat, I I know I keep saying her last name different because I don't know how to say it. (laughs) Uh, before Before she was Supergirl, she was on... Glee. And in fact, she was being groomed to take over as the lead female. Uh, It didn't happen. Because I think, for those of you who don't know, Ryan Murphy's original um, I think the original Uh, format of Glee, or what he originally wanted, was for it to be a cash cow. Um, basically, we started off with um, Rachel Finn and them, and then he wanted to start introducing a new class as they aged out. Uh, but what what I think he failed to realize here is. You don't replace you you can't replace a cast um no matter how gradually you do it. If people fall in love with these characters, they're in love with the characters for a reason And, okay, so, one of the the biggest complaints that he had um, was that he waited too long. If he had introduced some new characters early on, we could have adapted to what Ryan Murphy wanted to do. But that didn't happen. So. 
what ended up happening instead was just a big clusterfuck. <laughs> and let's be real, that's what this was. It was a big clusterfuck. So, okay. <laughs> so, anyways, Melissa joined the cast, as did uh, Blake Jenner, who was the winner of the Glee Project, a reality spinoff, trying to find new talent on the show. The two met um, when their characters were paired together, and they fell in love off screen. And as with many things attached to Glee, it didn't last long. Um, She got through, Melissa left Glee, went over to Supergirl, and shortly after, there was a falling out. Uh, between Melissa and Jake. Now, there are all sorts of rumors. Some people said that Melissa was cheating on Blake um, with one of her co-stars. Melissa herself has insinuated that Blake was abusive towards her. Um, Well, she came out and said that she was abused in a previous relationship. Um, but never specified which ex. Um, and some people speculated that she didn't do that because um, Blake is famous in his own right and she was worried about his fans attacking her. Whatever the case is, their um, relationship imploded. They went through a very nasty divorce um, where allegations of infidelity and um, just all sorts of things flew back and forth. And now neither one will even speak about the marriage, the relationship, or anything. Uh, Almost like they want it completely erased from their lives. Um, When Blake was promoting the Netflix series, What If? He almost, um, in a very weird way, it almost seemed as if um, he didn't even want to talk about the Glee Project or Glee. Um, In the interviews I've seen with him... The interviewer skirted around that and asked him about um, lesser-known projects instead of asking him about the show. Melissa, on the other hand, has embraced Glee, uh, but she's also seen her fortunes tumble. Um, Supergirl started out on CBS with very good ratings, Uh, But the show was cancelled early into its season one run. Uh, It it was allowed to finish out season one, but um, CBS announced that they would not be broadcasting any further seasons. Um, And then the CW ended up rescuing it. Um, There was the inevitable ratings drop. 
and Calista Flockhart, who was, um, who was considered one of the bigger gets for the show, ended up leaving, which further eroded the ratings. And Melissa has spoken out against Leah Michelle, who we're going to talk about next. So buckle up. I'll be right back. And I am back. So I promised that we were going to talk about Leah Michelle, and we're going to. So one of um one of the components of Cursa seems to be someone always gets brought down. Um, a, a, a generally beloved or popular figure from the project is always revealed to be something uh, horrendous. Um, and in the case of Glee, that turned out to be Leah Michelle. Um, and, okay, you guys know I'm a true crime writer. I don't hide that from y'all. And when we were talking about the Naya Rivera stuff, um, it was suggested that there could be a Glee serial killer. And, and someone then came up with Leah Michelle is, is the person behind it. And, frankly, um, it's not that far out of the question. Um, But, for the sake of... For the sake of um, argument... Or, (laughs) let's, let's put this a different way. For the purpose of this podcast... We are going to pretend like that's not a thing. That that theory is not out there. Um, and things like that. What I do want to concentrate on is her takedown. It started simply enough... And what I mean by that is she posted um, something in the uh, she posted something in the wake of George Floyd's murder by the um, by the cops. Um, and she said that she supported the Black Lives Matter movement. One of her former co-stars uh, made a post of her own saying, hey, like, this is really funny that she's saying this because she told everyone she couldn't wait to take a shit in my wig. And there were a lot of other microaggressions. Um, which then had the rest of the Glee cast um, liking and supporting the, um, the, the cast member who was a recurring... Um, in the final seasons of the show, she was a recurring character. 
So, the controversy started swirling. Um, Leah Michelle tried to get out of, get ahead of it and said, you know, I didn't realize I did this. Um, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm trying to be a better person. And other co-stars were like, no, um, you're just, you're just terrible. You know, you made our lives hell. And... So, um, the, the scandal kind of grew and grew and grew, uh, with former co-workers from, our former co-stars from Broadway coming out and saying, dude, like, this bitch is cray, she made my life a living hell, uh, and that's the thing, you can actually Google that quote, um, in regards to Leah Michelle, um, one of her former co-stars in a Broadway musical actually did say that. And looking back through some of the gossip, which I did before I recorded this, um, like I said, every single piece said the same thing, that people did not like her. Um, they were really, um negative in about them uh, there were gossip leaks left and right and center at one point um she had wanted to go to American Horror Story and she and Ryan Murphy and Ryan Murphy ended up engaged in a feud because he wouldn't let her go over there um there's no word yet on whether or not they made up uh, people point out that she was in Scream Queens, um, and so that must mean that they made up. I would argue uh, that she had probably already signed for Scream Queens um, before the feud. And if you notice, he's launched several projects since, and she's not been invited to join in any of them. Um, and he, But he's been more than happy to work with Sarah Paulson, uh, Evan Peters, um, and multiple other people on different projects. Um, and he could have easily fit her into a role in Hollywood. Uh, so I do think that that means something. Is this the end of Leah Michelle? I don't know. Um, I think that America Loves a Comeback Story. But I think the Glee Curse is really strained her career at this point. And I'm going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk Naya Rivera. I'll be right back. And I'm back. So, there's been a lot of talk about Naya Rivera uh, and her tragic death. And it's just so shocking. Um, you know, it's it's one of those things where you kind of have to 
would try to absorb it all at once. But I don't think that there's actually a way to do it. So, on July 8th of this, of 2020, Naya Rivera went out on a boat with her son. And she was, from all, all of the reports, it appears as though she was a very accomplished boater. She knew what to do. And... Um, you know, generally speaking, she followed, um, the safety protocols. Um, when her son was found, he said something about, um, swimming. And then she went underwater and never resurfaced. Um, uh, the search for her body... Began in earnest uh, on the next day on July 9th and continued until um, July 13th. The seven year anniversary of Cory Monteith's death was the day Naya Rivera's body was found. Uh, um, and that's an eerie, eerie coincidence that many people are pointing to as being um, as proof enough that there there's a, a curse on the Castic Lee. Um, now, I do want to um, point this out. The medical examiner said that the death was accidental drowning. It does not look like foul play. And it does not look like she committed suicide. I know that the, a great deal of many people uh, were speculating that um, she was heartbroken over a breakup or any number of things. But that um, it does not appear as though she. Uh, it does not appear as though she. Um, was broken up about anything. It does doesn't appear as though. Anyone. Uh, came out to kill her. Uh, you know. Her. Her little boy was left alive, thankfully. Uh, and uh, the little boy is with his dad, her ex, uh, Naya's ex-husband, um, as they start to grieve for the loss of uh, Naya Rivera. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are grieving alongside the family and the friends that she made. Um, But this is one of those times when I I really kind of hope that 
that they actually allow that little boy to grieve. Um, because there's a very high likelihood that he watched his mother die. And let's be honest, that's traumatizing. That would be traumatizing for anybody, let alone... Um, I believe he's four or five, like, someone that young. And Naya herself is very young, so, um, I do, I do think that that needs to be pointed out as well. Um, and, but she seemed to, one of the things I did want to talk about before, um, is that she actually seemed to forecast her own death and some really eerie coincidences um, during the quarterback, the Corey Monteith tribute episode uh, she's saying If I Die Young by Christina Perry and more recently she had an Instagram post with her and her boy and she said live life to your fullest because you never know when your last day is coming and those are just very eerie words uh, for someone who should have been expecting to live um, for many, many, many years to come. So I just want that to kind of sink in for a minute. Um, I'm going to take a break and I'll be right back. And I'm back. Alright, so... We've talked about the Glee curse. And... um, How it's affected... um, Some of the major stars... From... From the show. And I just... You know, the the death of Corey Monteith, Mark Sailing, and Naya Rivera are all just horrible. They're tragic and sad. Um, but one of the things, as I was putting together this episode, that I, I realized, um, and it really kind of hit home for me, while I was recording is that all of these occurrences, all of these um, tragedies and controversies and whatever happened during the summer months. Um, And that is something that is... um, quite interesting actually um I don't I hadn't really put a lot of thought into it before but I think we need to be looking out for the Glee cast especially as summer starts to hit because clearly there's something there there's something very strangely wrong. Um, um, I, I, I laugh because it does sound like a conspiracy theory, um, and I'm not trying to promote another one, um, but I do want to point it out because those are facts that are very easily, um, provable. 
so thank you all so much for listening as always uh, Will and I will be back with another episode later on this week uh, but until then thank you for listening and cheers <laughs>